Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Here we are. <laughs> Another Uncle Hack Podcast coming fresh off. No dates on the weekend. It was nice. It was great. New year. New year, new me. What are we doing? We're, th- we're flipping over the new leaf. Are we doing the new leaf thing still? How many of you failed the uh, New Year's resolutions? Hmm? How many? Be honest with you. Be honest with me right now. <sighs> I'll let you. Anyways, upcoming stand-up dates. I forgot to do this on the last episode of Bring Up the Dates at the beginning of the show so people know where you're going, Hack. January 19th, Calgary, Alberta, Roast Battles is back. We're going to Yuck Yucks. We're going to Yuck Yucks January 19th for another goddamn roast battle. And then we're back on the road. January 20th, Slave Lake, Alberta. January 25th, Kindersley, Saskatchewan. January uh, 26th, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Early show sold out, added a late. January 27th, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Limited tickets remaining on that. February 4th, Edmonton, Alberta. With a special guest, Brian Holtzman, all the way from the Comedy Store. Down in Los Angeles and uh, the Comedy Mothership in Austin, Texas. 9th and February 9th and 10th, Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th, Niagara Falls, February 22nd, we're in Fredericton, New Brunswick, February 23rd, 24th, St. John's, New Brunswick, February 25th, we are in Halifax, February 29th to the March 2nd, we're in Winnipeg, March 16th, Drumheller, March 24th, Vancouver, BC, March 29th to the 31st, Ottawa, Ontario, April 5th, Toronto, Ontario, April 11th, Hinton, Alberta, April 12th, Rocky Mountain House, April 13th, Drayton, uh, Drayton Valley, and April 27th, just added to the calendar, Austin, Texas. Sam Walker will finally have to go face to face with Scary Gary, who's claiming in the comments section of our latest video on Danger Cat's comedy Instagram, he's never lost a fight in his life. What a bold statement. What a bold statement. There's always a few of those guys always floating around about, I've never lost a street fight in my life. I love those guys that are always uh, hanging around small town bars. You know those guys, right? Uh, I've never lost a fight in my life. It's like Richard. I watched you get speed bag. You got fucking, you got rang up. You look like a heavy, you were standing there like a heavy bag. And the meth head that sold, uh, stole your catalytic converter from your pickup that hasn't left the bar for four days. Rang you up like a cash register. Get out of here. I don't know if you're horse shit. Boy, do I miss that fucking small town. We're going back to Tabor soon. We haven't dropped the date, but uh, Tabor folks, March 8th, we're heading back. Ticket link will be, uh, we'll be live here shortly. And I'm very excited to go back to that old, that old fucking one horse town. You know, people, people, Sit back, you know, I hate the hoity-toitiness of a, of uh, urban civilians that look down upon the small town folks. There's something nice 
about small towns and, you know, the, the, the news doesn't extend past the county lines, you know? It doesn't extend past the county line. It's a lot of like uh, community news of who's doing what, when, where, how, who's involved, you know, a lot of infidelity, a lot of tiptoeing that goes around in a small town, which is crazy that it happens and and, and people think that they're going to get away with it, you know? It baffles me, the infidelity that takes place in a small town. It do, and, and, and it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, we're not in the 50s no more. We're tapped in, you know. We've been, uh, our brains have been stimulated with sex, money, drugs for so long. You know, back in grandpa's day, if you got your hand on a joint that was grown in some sheep shit out in the middle of fucking bumfuck nowhere, you were like, holy shit, the weed had seeds in it. Now we got our, you know, we got the high test stuff. We're looking for the next piece of, uh, dopamine to you know kind of curate our our lives or or point just to take our lives to a uplifting place and so when you get it when you have that when you have these like big city kind of endeavors you know doing coke in a small town is hilarious you know doing cocaine without having a million dollars in the bank is is funny you know, cocaine is is a it should be an exotic drug that you do surrounded by models. But when you're doing it in a shop with empty grease guns hanging on the wall and and, and wrenches fucking scattered along a shop floor with dust and grease stains on it, you know? When you're cutting a line and there's uh metal shavings from a drill press uh drill press holy shit, drill press that's right beside where you're chalking them up are in the line of coke, you know? And when I say a line of cocaine, what I mean is methamphetamine. You know, there's something disturbing about that. You know, you should be just like smoking weed and drinking beer in a small town because that's that should be the extent of it. Maybe diving into a little bit of mushrooms, that's about it. But cocaine in a shop is just a wild idea. It's an insane idea. Hey, let's get gacked. Seven of you gacked to the skull with a with a nineteen eighty two Scottsdale on a hoist, and then you start getting brilliant ideas. We should put a turbo on that. Let's fucking let's straight pipe it right now. Let's straight pipe that son of a bitch. Let's make it loud. You know that's why cocaine is meant for you know your city endeavors. Your city vacations, when you gallivant to a a center that has more than 120,000 fucking people in it, 10 times the people that live in your hamlet, your village, that's where you got to let loose, you know, like where the whores are out, you know, you got to have something to fucking excite the brain, to keep you occupied so you don't get up to any tomfoolery. Small town tomfoolery is a good thing. You know, it is a good thing. But I've learned in my past with my endeavors with the devil's dandruff that every time 
I'm in a small center, a hamlet, if you will, cutting up some of the dandruff. I just get up to no good. There's nothing to preoccupy me. There's nothing to chase. You know what I mean? So I got to, I got to find my own thing to chase my next piece of excitement. And that's where you get into a lot of trouble. We're in a city, you know, there's sluts, there's fucking, you know, I'm not saying that sluts don't exist in a small town, but it's harder hunting. Bigger center, you know, you gotta have that. You gotta have the glitz, the glam, the shine, the bright lights distract you. Instead, you got a fucking, you got yourself a fucking sawzall and you're thinking we could make a fender for this Pontiac Sunfire that's sitting, that's been busted down for the past 12 years. There's no motor in it, but it needs a spoiler. Let's make a spoiler, boys. That thing will be running by the morning. There's not even a motor in it. What are we doing? But you're so gacked out of your head, you think you could Fred Flintstone that thing around town. You know, got you thinking all sorts of silly willy nonsense. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's, that's just life though. I'm just talking. I'm talking to the boys out in the truck. You know, I'm talking to the fellows out in the crew truck right now. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to do with this podcast, I think. I got to speak to you as if like I am in the pickup with you and I've taken command of the conversation and we're just like, we're, we're spreading horse shit on ideas and we're bitching about things that just don't really fucking matter. It's just something to fill the dead air, you know, cause you're tired of listening to that shitty rock station, the black hole song, that song, you hear that song nine times a day. I don't even know what the name of the song is. I hate it so much. The same 25 songs and then somebody drops a new single and you got to hear that fucking, they fill that in. The same shitty rock FM station. Unbelievable. And they're like, heck, well, that's why we use Spotify now. But listen, I came up in an era where aux cords were fucking a dime a dozen. They did not come equipped in a work truck. Okay, Bluetooth. Yeah, Right. FM, AM, radio. You're talking, you you might luck out where you might have an older guy that really likes sports talk radio in the morning just to, I don't know, fill something so you don't got to talk. That was always nice. The sports talk radio in the morning because the old dog just needed to hear like a hot take on why the Oilers lost last night or whatever fucking team, you know? So it was AM radio. And then it just, it just filled the conversation in there before podcasting existed. And now, now you spoiled little fucks. What do you do? What do you do? You, you plug this in. You plug this in. Now I, I got to fill the dead air like I'm a sports fucking talk radio host at 6 a.m. in the goddamn movie. Listen, the Toronto Blue Jays really need to trade that Rodriguez because he's a, shut up. But it was nice, though. You hated it, but you enjoyed it because you didn't have to talk. Because it's too early. It's too early. Happy guys in the morning just deserve a fucking shot in the head. What are you, what are you doing? Your happiness is making me more miserable. and Because it, it comes across phony. We're going to have a great day. Shut up. Great days don't start till 9 a.m., okay? And I'm too fucking dark rose in. 
and a half a pack of cigs, or at least a cannon of a chaw on my lip, or took down a fucking, you know what, vaping, has vaping crossed over to where it's not gay anymore? Anymore? It's not gay? Is vaping just fine now? I don't give a shit. I like it because I don't have to smell like cigarettes, and it doesn't, it's probably way worse for you. If we're being honest, and you know, the guys that are coming at you, like, vaping's gay, and it's like, yeah, well, it's going to kill me faster. It's going to kill me faster than those little cigarettes that you got there, because we don't even know what's in here. I'm sucking fucking asbestos in fucking fog form, and it's chewing up my lungs right now. I'm checking out at 40 before my knees give out from being a bricklayer. Kiss my ass, you know? What are we even talking about? I'm just going off right now. I'm just talking shit right now. I'm talking to the boys. I'm in here with the. Tr- I'm in the truck with the boys right now. The, I like the fellas that are uh, brazen enough to play this podcast and force your wife to listen to this. This is like the. You know how uh, you'll be chilling on the couch. And, uh, oh, the new Housewives is on, you know, like you get hit with that. Oh, the new Keep It Up with Carnet. Do you mind if I watch it? Well, let's watch Big Brother. There's always a show that your old lady has that you don't give a fuck about, but it's just like one of those shows that you tap into because it's just mindless. It's stupid. It makes no sense to you, but you're just like, what is going on here? In your head, you want to talk shit about the show, but you don't want to ruin her experience of the show. So you just you just sit there and you're just happy that people like that exist on the planet to make you feel normal. You know, you watch the Kardashians and you listen to them talk. Yeah, like they talk very slow and enunciate words that don't need enunciation. You know, like... And they draw it out and you're like, Jesus Christ, no wonder we're getting dumber. This is what people look up to. And then and then on the contrary, though, this is that version for your wife. You know, this is like you she has that show. You have this show that you play. You make her listen to it. And and, and you might be giggling and laughing and having a good time because the shit that I'm talking about is true. It's relatable. You can feel a part of something, you know, where that show is just like it's dumb bitches and boob jobs and BBLs flashing fucking Versace purses that do not exist inside your house. Her ass is flat. Her titties have been sucked dry by the kids and you know we're you were you're watching this like how is this relatable to you we're not on yachts we're not floating around the fucking world on yachts what the hell is this the only thing that you have in common with these fucking dumb brain dead bitches is the lip filler you got the lip filler and you love to argue with your friends and be like did you know that tracy did you know that jennifer you know what she did? Jennifer's husband came home and you want to know what Jennifer's husband did for her? What did Jennifer's husband do for her? Well, Jennifer's husband came home and he decided that he's going to put a hockey rink in the backyard for the kids. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? He's like, yeah, well, Jennifer and Brad's marriage are hanging on by a thread. Because I'll tell you what, you're forgetting the key part of this. He got caught with Stacy's lips on his cock. 
So now he's trying to be a fucking big family man for Facebook. What are you trying to tell me right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the existence of lives. Or I guess the, <laughs> this is what I mean where she gets to go. Ah, this guy is a fucking idiot. I don't know why he fucking lives there. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But I, what I'm trying to say is, this is more relatable. We got work at the 6 a.m. The 6 a.m. a.m. radio. Fucking everybody's had a guy like that in the work truck. And then the wife has to sit here and be like, well, is this what guys do? Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is what guys talk about. This is what we bitch about. This is what we get off our goddamn chest. When we're not having a great day at work, this is how we get by. We let this psychopath scream into his microphone so that way I can feel the anger and angst because if I went around calling everybody a cunt, if I did what I wanted to do, that, you see that, you know that stupid bitch that I tell you about that comes around with a clipboard, not a single ounce of mud on her vest. The boots have been new for two years. The steel toes have been new for two years. There's not even a scuff on the toe. She hasn't even dropped them out of the truck. These things are... Br- I've been through three fucking pairs just this year. But if she hears me say, cunt, guess who's got to pack his shit and go and find a new job? Ding, 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 ding. Number one answer. Bing. Me. So this guy, see what this guy did. I'll explain myself maybe in a, in a way that if, if you are in the truck for uh, with the wife, you know, so we can explain this. this. See, this guy broke through. He got out. He got out. That's what I'm trying to. Uh, that's what I like. He got out. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. He has. He has been. He goes on a stage, says faggot freely. I can't do that at work. That's his job. He gets to say that word. I, I say that fucking word. I got to take a five-hour course on what what respect really looks like. What inclusivity at the workplace. There might be a closet homosexual out here on the job site. You know? There might be cl- a closeted homosexual out here on the construction site. And quite frankly, it's I find there's a, a little bit of irony that he is building a closet as we speak. <sighs> What? And I, I say that word. If I say that word, if I let one slip, if maybe I smack my thumb accidentally because somebody made an obnoxious noise, which which directed my attention in a different, you know, in a different way. And I smack my thumb with a fucking hammer. And I really get it this time. I really get it this time. Enough for it. Listen, you're burning, you fucking faggot. You know, you call your, I called myself one. Uh oh. Sound the alarm. Just annoying. And that's why, that's why I find enjoyment of this asshole. Because he can say these things and I get to listen to them and I can feel the energy in the room when he's fucking going off. Because I sometimes feel, and in fact, maybe I don't even feel like that. I just want somebody else to feel it so I know it still exists. You know, 
And there's nothing wrong with that, gentlemen. There is nothing wrong with that. That's why you drag her out to a, a, a goddamn Danger Cats comedy show and you really let her have it. You really let her have it, you know, because that's where we get to really unleash. You know? There is something I find, um, I don't want to make this sexual by any ways, but or by any means, but uh, there is a fucking pleasure that I get. I love being, I like being for the fucking guys, for the boys, you know, leading the hoorah for the gents. So when, when, when couples come to a comedy show and I can see uh, who bought the ticket, the, the guy bought the tickets, the guy bought, hey, I got a good, I got a good date night for us, honey. There's this guy I like on the internet. He does stand up. He's a goofy little fellow. We're going to go down and make a date night out of it. We'll go for dinner. We'll get out of the house, get a sitter. And deep subconsciously, you know, she's going to fucking hate this. And you're going to enjoy it. And this is like the hours and hours of hours. And I know you can get up and fucking walk away from that television and go do what you actually want to do. But then you get the fucking, well, we don't spend enough quality time with one. You get that fucking shit because you won't sit there and watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians or whatever goddamn big brother. I don't want to watch fucking men and women who got nothing going on in their lives do challenges in a house for 50 fucking days. Let's make it interesting. Let's make it like prison. Let's plant weapons around the house and last person with a heartbeat walks away with a hundred grand let's fucking hunger games that show you know and then you get immunity maybe you get immunity you can't get stabbed this week and if somebody stabs you this week they lose their life that's how i could make a way better show way more interesting than fucking you know that's how interesting even the news is fucking it's not getting that interesting this is this is what you know there's wars going on there's shit happening. But this is what we got to report here in Canada because, it, like you know, the winter has been... I'm a huge weather podcast for those. Like, uh, those are just tuning in for the first time. This is actually a weather podcast. We love the weather. When you run out of things to talk about, which the media seems to think that, because what we got here is a headline that reads, Another winter wallop to hit, hit much of Canada this week. What you should know. Like, you read this headline, right? You read this fucking headline. Sean Preville writes this. Another winter wallop to hit much of Canada this week. Oh, boy, I didn't know they got snow up there. What to expect as, as the latest winter storm? What to expect? Is there, like, what, what are we doing up here? This is what I mean. Like when I say Canada is one goofy country, this is like a, one of those things. What do I smack down here? We're going to watch this. The days of winter looking like this appear to be in the rearview mirror. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Finally. It was like we could get snow. It felt so good. As many parts of Canada woke up this weekend to a lot more of this snowy weather. And Environment Canada is warning even more is on the way this week. So all areas in Canada will be really feeling the winter bite this week. Watches, warnings and special weather statements are in place from coast to coast. From temperatures near minus 45 in northern Saskatchewan expected Monday night to up to 40 centimeters of snow possible in parts of Ontario and Quebec by Wednesday. <laughs> oh, it hurts my brain. 
It hurts my brain, you know. It hurts my fucking head. Temperatures are uh, decreasing. Yeah, well, temperatures are rising over in the Middle East right now, you know. Temperatures are rising in the Middle East. We're but we're dropping bombs. We're funding wars. But you're not going to believe it. A little bit of snow's coming your way, you know, all the way up in Canada. Huh? We got a big article of you. This is what I mean. I know, I know, I know. It's just a fun little thing. Ooh, put it out there. Here's what you should know. Here's what you should know. I know you've lived in this country for fucking years. You've endeavored a harsh winter before, but it's not like the other ones. This shit drives me nuts. With the Maritimes likely to see the tail end of that weather midweek. It all moves into the Maritimes on Wednesday. We start off with some snow, southern New Brunswick uh, through much of mainland Nova Scotia, at least the Atlantic <laughs> coast, then will be changing over to rain there too. Halifax already had its own blast of winter this past. Oh, wow. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? The weather. The weather. The weather is such a conversation that you just fucking are dying to have. That's why I thought to myself, we got to talk about the weather more on this podcast. You know, if fucking global news is talking about the goddamn weather, oh, what am I missing out on? What are the boys missing out on? You know, I got I to gotta make sure that that these guys are up to date. Hey, you, you, know, you might get a little cold. Your little pecker might, might suck inside that little fat stomach of yours. And then what are we going to do? Huh? What are we going to do, fellas? How are we going to endeavor this? Sweet baby Jesus above me. I am so fucking tired of this. You know, I know I'm a moron. I know I'm an idiot. I am. I'll admit it over and over and over again that I am a fucking imbecile. <laughs> My school marks, whatever you want to look at, everything I've done in the past, it could be cringy, it could be not, the stupid shit that I say on the internet. But when I hear weather talk, when I feel the emotions soaring through my body, you know, it's, it's, it's a goddamn shame when, when, when you just got to suppress that because it's like, fuck me. And, and, and he, what Canada can expect as latest winter storm makes its way across the country. What are we to expect? Snowfall? <gasps> Is this climate change? I've never seen snow like this before, Gary. What is happening out there? Holy shit. You gotta be fisting me. We're getting snow in January. This is why I fucking, I just, I, I am stressed to the gills all the time. And we're going to, we're going to move on. We're going to, we're going to move the fuck on. Um, I, I've, I'm not a fan of like TMZ or any of that, but there are things that come out about it that are uh, quite funny. If you look for it, if you, if you're searching for the funny, you will eventually find it. And uh, Rolling Stone came out with this. Barry Manilow was always worried about his sexuality being made public. It was quite, it was a burden to keep quiet, said Manilow, who came out in 2017. 
And here it is in 2024. We're getting to the nitty gritty of this, right? Barry Manilow. Now, for the young guys, the youngsters of the audience, this guy wrote a song, the the Copa Cabana. At the Copa, Copa Cabana. If you've heard the song, right? I think initially what you would think to yourself, the Copa Cabana guy's gay, right? He's got to be gay, you know? And it is hilarious that this is like the move. This is the move in entertainment now is to come out as gay. It's come out as gay. We need a, like, look at this old sack of bones. He's got skin on him. Like, there's so much filler and facelifts. It looks like he's, like, full-blown standing behind a Boeing 737. And those jets are just hitting him in the face to suck everything back to have a little bit of life. And then you look at the chicken skin of the neck. There's something disturbing about these people that just are fascinated with looking so young at all the time. Like, looking this young all the time. You know, when, when you see that old bird, you know those old birds that are just like, they're filled to the gills with plastic. And, 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 and there's something that you, you look at that and you're like, you're not attracted to it, but you can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah, it's it's like it's like a foreign car that you wouldn't consider luxurious, but it's like, what the fuck is that? You know? Like when you get those right side drive supras, you know, you're not fucking horned up about it by any means. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. I don't know. Whatever fucking fiat, some fucking fiat from Sweden touches down here. And you're looking at this thing like, what the fuck is that? What is going on there? What what's so different? That's a vehicle. I know it drives and it gets you from A to B, but there's something different about it that I don't quite understand. And you're looking and you're analyzing this thing. You're like, is this a fucking one of those shapeshifters that they're talking about? Is this one of those aliens in the goddamn mall in Miami? The like just in a human form? They just haven't quite figured out how to, you know, modify everything. And then you got old Mr. Copacabana here. His big move. Listen, it, it was tough coming out at, as gay at, at, at fucking 913 years old. I've been sucking cock for the past fucking century or 10. But it was difficult in this era, in this climate. And they're like, f- first off, a lot of people are like, who the fuck are you? You're gay? Who? What? You, you're gay? This guy's gay? Pardon the fuck me. Barry Manilow during uh, the recording breaking charity. Barry Manilow is, Barry Manilow is looking back. This is this guy's like turning into the American version of uh, Jan Arden for me. You know, when they do this like these boisterous moves that no one cares about. You know, it is funny that it falls flat because nobody's like, eh, fucking. You gotta be. You gotta be sexy for people to care about this and when you're a withered old bag no one cares you're not hip you're not cool the young kids don't give a shit about barry goddamn manilow his fan base 70 percent of them are in the goddamn grave you know half of them got alzheimer's in a fucking a goddamn nursing home for christ's sakes they're drooling on themselves they gotta eat they're mashing bananas for these folks and he's like, I got to make a big stand. Let everybody know 
But I was scared to come out gay. Well, everybody that would have hated you for being gay is dead. It's fine. You, have you not seen? There's fucking parades where you can wiggle your cock at a kid. It's over. You guys won. What are you, what are you, what are you doing here? Are the album sales too low? Go and see the doctor. <laughs> if your album sales aren't doing too good, doctor, you can't see, or whatever the fuck he says in that goddamn song. Big, big, big rapper, rap lyrics guy. In a new interview with The Hollywood Reporter published on Friday, the musician reflected on the struggles of staying closeted for most of his life because he didn't want my career to go away. Right? At the Copa, Copacabana, I sucked a guy off in Havana. We were tender and covered in semen. Jesus Christ. I love it. I'm grateful for it. But it was a burden to keep, Manilow said, of his LGBTQ identity, adding that coming out was never an option. It was, I was always worried. He added every interview they were going to ask whether I'm gay or not. Nobody ever did, by the way. They never asked me the $64 question. The singer reflected on a conversation he had with Clive Davis in the 80s where he spoke about how Elton John came out as bisexual and that if Mallow did, it'll hurt your career. And it did hurt Elton for quite a while, the singer added. Pardon me? Pardon the fuck me? Elton is Elton could do a stadium right now. By the way, one of the greatest concerts that I've ever went to. Elton John in a baby grand piano. And I know, oh, you're gay. Brother, that guy smashes keys like it's a fresh pink anus. He had a direct line to my goddamn toes tapping. That guy punches out hits. I'm just going to say it. One of the greatest concerts I've ever been to. And if you want to argue against that, you can go fist yourself. That guy can sing and play the fucking piano. And if you want to watch middle-aged cougars get wet in real time, go hit an Elton John concert. Dear Lord. That is just fishing with the, They're spiced up. They are spiced up. And they're from that era, too, where the husband, I ain't going down there. I'm not going to go listen to that goddamn homosexual play the piano. It's probably going to fucking put goddamn airwaves, make me turn me into a homosexual with this goddamn fruity music. This fruity music is going to fuck my head up. I'm over here looking at your tits one day, and then I got the neighbor's cock in my ass the next. I ain't going down there. Take your friend. So just fucking cougars everywhere. It was a wonderful time. And they were just fucking, you know, those old hammers in, in those fucking, in those uh, the, those old school bras, you know, the wire tops. So those things are spilling, they're fucking jumping and dancing and screaming and yelling. I've never seen women uh, go that wild, especially over a gay guy, you know, not even an in-shape gay guy. He's a, a pudgy little fuck, but God damn it, can he play music? This is funny about Hollywood, though. Uh, is that, you know, you, you, you fucking lost your opportunity as the, the gay thing, you know, the, 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 the whole AIDS thing in the eighties, you missed out on that. You missed that, that boat of fucking money. 
And now in 2017, you, you come out as gay and it's 2024 now. And you want to, you want to, you want to tell your truth. You want to tell your truth. And the only thing is nobody's listening. That's the thing is nobody's listening. I think that we've played these cards too much to like for uh financial gain with a lot of these artists that they come out and we're like, I'm bisexual. You know, it's even similar in Canada. You know, you'll see comedians out here that will come out as bisexual to get on these festivals and these TV shows and whatnot, just to further their career a little bit, get a TV credit. And then they're like, yeah, you know, my girlfriend, <laughs> what? Yeah, my girlfriend, I was bisexual for a bit, you know, I, I'm, and it was never, it would never happen. It never happened. It was just something to further your career a little bit. And they did it at the right time. The timing was correct. You know, and I don't blame them. It's a good card to play. You're trying to further yourself in this industry. And if you want to play the game that way, who the fuck am I to judge? But it does exist. And it is kind of funny. It is funny to go that way. It's like, I'm not gay, but I'll pretend to be, but still get pussy. And, you know, like I'm bisexual. I'll roll up my pants and do like the weird kind of hipster look that we had in the early 2000s with a little bit more spice on it. You know, that's what, whenever I see them now, buys just look like hipsters from the early 2000s. And that's how you spot them out. They do that weird mullet, like the 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 dyke mullet. So you're like looking at a very androgynous. You have a difficult time deciphering what gender they actually are. And I think that's where gender dysphoria started. To, it was its birthplace, right? That's how these people were getting their foot in the door. And then they seen that they can have a career with it. And what, what career do I go with? You know, do I be a painter? Do I be a musician, a comedian? And the avenue for comedy was just right for some of them. And it's like, they seen a door that was wide open for a white guy trying to get some goddamn TV time out here in Canada. You pretty much have to suck a dick or two. You know, you got to do it. You got to do it. You want you want to be a fucking comedian in Canada? You better have a hog in your mouth by Monday, or you ain't getting that festival, pal. You better have a hog, and it better be a minority hog of some sort, fresh off the boat. This guy barely speaks English, and you better welcome him, welcome this guy as soon as he gets fucking cracked open to that orange cake or orange orange cake orange crate. You suck that guy till he's dry. He's been on the ocean. He's been on the ocean for 42 days, eating nothing but oranges, stuck in that little crate. They were going to sell this at a save on foods, you know, and this is why inflation's going up. They're stuffing the immigrants in the orange crates and they get here and then, you know, you want cheap food, you want a career, you got to go suck off the fucking Muslims and then there you are. Now you're on CBC fucking gems and oh my God, you got yourself a career in Canada. Where are you going to go with this? Nowhere, really. You're not going to go anywhere. But hey, you tried, right? You took a swing at the plate. That's what we're here for. You get a, yeah, you were on deck. You did your job. And now you're having a mediocre career doing open mics all across the fucking GTA area. Wonderful. You did it. What else you got for me, Barry? In an interview, Manilow recalled performing at a gay bathhouse early in his career. What do you think? They, are f they were fucking in front of us, he said when he was asked if the experience impacted his own sexual development. 
They were just an audience, and a great audience, too. It's unusual, I agree, but for me, it was a job for 75 bucks. See, like, the writing was on the wall, Barry. You're singing Copacabana at the gay bathhouse and everybody's swinging their dinglings at you? Everybody's getting their toes tapping, swinging some old fucking saggy cheeks? You know, the old boys got their nuts swinging back and forth like it's a pendulum? And then, it, and then you have the audacity to sit back there and be like, well, I was scared to be gay, but you're performing in gay bathhouses. I just wanted to be closeted because I thought it hurt my career. Manolo officially came out as gay in an interview with people in 2017, opening up about his love story with husband Gary Keefe. For the first time, Manolo and Keith began their relationship in 1978. The two spoke to people late last year about becoming a grandfather. That's another funny thing is that they went to People magazine. This is like how outdated they are. I don't. I, when's the last time you've seen a People magazine? Who goes to People.com to get this type of information? The, the, the thing is, is it, maybe this was the right time to come out as gay because that fan base of his, like I said, is dying off. COVID wiped out at least 50% of them. At least 50% of his audience is deep in a grave because COVID swung through there. It just swarmed all these little homes that these poor old bastards that still have Barry Manilow records spinning on LP. The only ones that still go to the grocery store and buy a People magazine. And now look, now look, the magazine industry is tanked. How's he going to get this out here? How is Barry Manilow going to let everybody know he's a raging homosexual singing Copacabana at a goddamn bathhouse? Huh? This is a goddamn disgrace, isn't it? This is what I mean. This world's going to shit. I thought I would be, I thought I would be disappointing them. If they knew I was gay, he told the outlet at the time. So I never did anything. When they found out that Gary and I were together, they were so happy. They were so happy. I'm just grateful for it. Hilarious. You know, this old fart comes out of nowhere and just wants to start parading that he's gay to everybody. You know, watch in what, four months from now, four or five months from now, once he does his little, what he thinks is a media tour to get it out there that he's gay. Here comes the tour. Funds are running a little low, you know. He's not the Barry Manilow he once was back in the 70s. There isn't fucking suede couches in the living room. The dividends aren't uh, aren't cutting, aren't, aren't as big as what they were back in the day. So you gotta fucking, you gotta make some cash. You gotta get out there. You gotta let these people know that we're not messing around here, okay? We got some shit we need to do. We gotta get we gotta get out there and make some fucking cash so I can get an underground bunker before the Civil War hits, you know? I just watched that Obama movie. That one, uh I, I can't remember the name of it, where like the world's going to an end. That's that's quite something. That's a nice film to put out for the people, isn't it? That Civil War, you know, the looming fear of civil war. We're already at one another. There's bombs going off all across the fucking planet. We're fucking arguing and fighting. There seems we like to believe that there's a a divide, but we we take the internet in a literal sense. And when it's only really psychopaths and, and morons that 
that that head to the streets about this. And I mean, in Canada, what's a civil war look like in Canada? What does a civil war look like in Canada? Are the immigrants going to start fucking throwing rocks at a at a at a at a goddamn uh, at a licenza? Is that what's next? Zara's done. They ruined Zara by screaming at that. If you yell at a at a brick and mortar store long enough, they'll just shut down. They don't want the confrontation up here in Canada. Down in the states, you got to go and fucking loot. You got to break the windows. You got to. You know, you got to steal everything in the goddamn thing. Up here, it's very simple. You know, you just got to make a sign. You got to do some arts and crafts for, I would say, probably 45 minutes. The hardest part is coming up with the slogan on the sign. Some people get lazy with it, you know. There's no play on words. There's no little catchphrase that seems fun that can catch an eye and have you think about that for a while. And it's like, just hashtag free Palestine. It's like, you didn't put that much effort into that. That's kind of embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you that that you you couldn't be bothered to put in just the slightest bit of effort. What are we doing? You know, that movie... It was a, ten, a two hour movie, a two hour movie of nothing happening. Very boring, very boring movie. I do not recommend it. I watched it so you don't have to. Very, very boring. You know, there's like maybe there, there for those like conspiracy theorist guys that are out there, there might be some like subliminal messaging in there that you see. And then like there was some like where it's like, the self-driving cars are going to go fucking bonkers on us. You know, you got the prepper, the doomsday prepper next door that uh, he's got all the supplies, you know, because this guy prepared and all the the rich and the wealthy, they got their bunkers that they're going to. And it, and it does resemble, Jesus, what the fuck is going on? I got a hair in that is just tickling me right at the tip of my nose. And uh, you got Mark Zuckerberg building a $200 million bunker out in Hawaii. Barry Manilow is going to head out there and sing in the bathhouse. At the Copa. (laughs) Big Zucky. Big Zucky getting some sucky sucky from Barry Manilow in the fucking bathhouse out in Hawaii. Huh? What the hell? No, but it is. I think we. I think we're gonna see some shit here. That Cat Williams interview was something else. He's just throwing shots at everybody. Everybody's fucking getting it this year. Everybody's getting it this year. You got some receipts that you need to hand out. Go and hand them out. Everybody's doing it. The celebs are doing it. The Epstein list is out. Stephen Hawking was on it. Holy shit. We covered that a little further on the latest Patreon episode. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, I'm telling you, we take the jokes a little further on there. I know we say some slurs on here, but that's just to get your cock a little hard. You want to get stroked off, you head on over to the Patreon where we, uh, we, we give it to you full force. We don't hold back a little sloppy toppy for you, you know, a little cream pie for the fellas. 
here is just like a little warm up, you know. We're making fun of Barry Manilow because he's a fucking ancient soul finally coming out as gay because he's got a world tour coming up. And by a world tour, he's going to be doing like Florida, San Francisco, Milwaukee, you know. He's going to go back and shake his little pee pee at the bathhouse where he got his start. <laughs> it's fucking. It's time. And and just like, it is fun. You know, you got to have fun with this type of shit. You can't let it bother you too much. Because there's really, in reality, there is really not much we can do about it, right? There's not much that we can do about it. We got the war in Russia or uh, Ukraine that's still going on. Canada bought Ukraine an air defense system one year ago and they still don't have it. They still do not have it. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says improving air defense is a top priority for his country in the new year, but getting air defense systems onto the battlefield has been slow. The surface-to-air missile system Canada pledged to buy for Ukraine a year ago has not, has not arrived, and it's not clear whether the federal government knows when it will be sent to the Ukraine. The Defense Department says Canada paid the U.S. government $406 million. <laughs> Oh, my God. A spokesperson for the DND says the U.S. government has signed a contract with arms maker Raytheon to get it built. You know what I mean? Like, the rich are getting rich right now. We got two wars and everybody's printing money off. Old Big Trudy, let's listen to him. Let's listen into what he has to say. This is good. We'll get to it. Wayfair presents oh. Light. Big Trudy just printing off the stacks. He's getting ready. He's got his bunkers ready. $406 million bunker. What are you thinking? Him and big zucky, zucky, sucky, sucky with Barry Manilow. We got to have some fun too. Continues to need support for their defense. That's why today I'm announcing that Canada is donating over 11,000 assault rifles Woo. and over 9 million rounds of ammunition Woo. being sourced from Colt Canada, which is based in Ontario. As leaders... All three of us, okay. we continue to stand firmly together in pursuit of peace, stability, and prosperity in Ukraine, in the Middle East, and around the world. Woo-hoo-hoo! Big Trudy! Big, big Trudy! Hell yeah! That's what we need. See, you just gotta sit back. Let them handle the money. Let them handle the money. 406 million dollars of taxpayer money out the window gone we don't even know where it is half that money was just like fucking that money that touched down in ukraine was like helping businesses get back from the covid shutdown you know few people one i think i read an article where some ukrainian chick bought new tits isn't that fun why are we buying the new tits for some of these ladies out here huh? why are we getting some canadian titties why don't we pump the ladies full of saline? Huh? Why are we getting the big hammer jammers out here? Wouldn't that be nice? No, 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 no. 
you, the rush, the Russians need fresh titties to squeeze because they're mowing down the fellas all over there. Mowing them down. Because they don't have the air defense system. They don't have it. Because there's some vacations to be had. There's some houses to be built. You know, there's some bunkers. The rich need some bunkers. So we're just fucking, we're throwing money around. The people won't know where it's going, where it's going to end up. We're all morons out here. That's what I mean. You got to enjoy yourself. Don't pay taxes. Don't pay them. If the Obama movie tells me anything, it's all going to go to shit. It's all fucking fluff. The financial system is about to collapse. What are we fucking throwing our dollar? Buy some shit. Take out a major loan. Max out your credit cards. That's what we're doing here with your tax dollars. Max it out. Print some money. Print fake money. What are we doing? Why, why not? Oh, I might go to jail. <laughs> Boo-hoo. When it all falls apart, you know, and nobody really cares, do you think that they're going to be, you think that there's going to be some upstanding citizens that are still going to show up to their job at the jail? No. Absolutely not. They're going to all run wild. They're all going to run fucking wild. You people make me sick. It's back. You thought I put out the bat signal last week. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And apparently, we're not happy. Apparently, some people got some shit that they need to get off their chest. Which is good. It's good for this show. It's good for everybody, you know? Fantastic! I'm glad that some people got some hate in their heart and they want to write it in. And if you have hate in your heart, you can write it in. Or if you want to, you know what? Let's try this out. Let's put on another bat signal. If you record a voice note on your phone and email it to me, we'll play it on the show. We'll play it right here on the show. Say whatever you want. Get it off your chest. I loved, I liked it when we had the voice notes because then we could go piece by piece of like what somebody, like when it's a video. That was fun. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to send it in, but you can. Uncle Hack at DangerCats.tv. Subject line, hate mail. Send it in to me and we will get on our first piece of hate mail here. Let's see. Let's zoom in on this. Okay, let's get that out of there. What's going on here? Let's go down just a, there we are. Hello, hack. Since you've been dry on some hate mail, I have something for you. Ever since the pandemic, it seems as if everyone is a scholar on each and every global event out, uh, out of thin air. Yeah, that might be one. During COVID, everyone's mom, aunt, and uncle had their own different opinions on the matter, and they would make sure that everyone on their Facebook would know each, uh, would know, and each time they ran into you at the supermarket, they would make sure to fill your ears with their facts and opinions, whether or not they were pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, anti-mandate, pro-mandate, etc. cetera. <laughs> 
The same thing goes for Ukraine and now the Middle Eastern War, where everyone is pro and a scholar on the topic. This is sickening me. I'm tired of my mom telling me about viruses and vaccines as if she went to if she went to any kind of science, medical, nursing, etc. program in her life. I still love my mom. I'm tired of my aunt talking about Ukrainian culture, history, Zelensky, and why Russia is the boogie monster since forever and always. I'm tired of the uh, old bitches in public informing, uh, tired of old bitches in public informing everyone about how they should wear a mask and that it isn't too hard to do. Like anyone gives a damn. I'm tired of the 15-year-old, they-them, cream-haired, fat, vegan queers talking about how Israel is conducting a genocide against Palestine and it must be stopped. Honestly, the list goes on about how much of these people piss me off with their self-proclaimed knowledge. Most of these people couldn't point Ukraine out on a map or Palestine or even Israel. Most of these people don't even remember basic biology from high school. Yet, they want to preach about viruses and vaccines. It makes my blood boil. I don't speak out of line ever unless I'm factually informed on a contentious and controversial opinion. I typically typically only speak on what I know because if not, I look like a clown. If If you were to ask Nancy, the old bitch with diabetes because she's 250 pounds overweight about if the skin is an organ or not, she wouldn't know. Meanwhile, she wears a mask, and each time she sees somebody not wearing a mask post-COVID, she scoffs, rolls her eyes, and shouts about how it's very selfish to not wear a mask because her life is in danger. If you're so worried about your health, then kick the Pepsi Canadian Classics Lays and haagen Nancy! Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe humans have always thought they were scholars on any issue. I've really noticed it since COVID and onwards. I know this is long-winded, but I gave you a long, hard rant because you weren't getting much hate mail recently. Lastly, I fuck with the cats. Keep trucking. P.S. I bought your big Trudy hoodie and I love it. First day I wore it. I took it to the mall where the clerk at the counter was a fat heifer with short green hair, and a lot of mascara. I watched her eyes look at it, look at me, then the hoodie again. Then she got a knot in her face because she definitely, <laughs> desperately wanted to whine at me, but she really needs that minimum wage job at the jean store. Fat dyke. Take care. Well done. That was very nice. Way to get it off your chest. I hope that felt good. It felt good for me. I think it felt good for everybody to know that there are some people out there that have a little bit of hate left in their heart. It's good for you. Good for that young, uh, young, old, I don't know. All right, our, our second piece of hate mail, our last piece of hate mail this week. Like I said, you can email UncleHack at DangerCatch.tv and get your hate mail off your chest. Or uh, you can uh, do a little voice recording on your phone uh, in your little apps and then send it as an MP3 and we'll play it on the show. You can hear your own voice on the Uncle Hack podcast. It's that nice. I'm up in production around here. I'm trying to include the audience. Dear Uncle Epstein's buddy. <laughs> I bet Sam Walker isn't the only danger cat on that list. I bet a few people listening to this twisted podcast are also there. Hell, maybe even my name is on that list as well. 
Anyways, you greasy cunt, love listening to the verbal diarrhea that spews from your filthy mouth every goddamn week. Keeps me entertained. Keep it up. And huge congrats on your tour. Nice work on getting down to good old Texas. Yeehaw! Happy fucking 2024. Yet another year in this stupid, woke, parasitic cesspool of a shithole we call Canada. Since I'm also woke, gender fluid, and all that horseshit, my pronouns for this year will be gargle my jizz. <laughs> that shouldn't have made me laugh. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, you got me. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know what the fuck poing, what? Poing. Poing I'm doing. Oh, fucking Christ. I should have just read a little bit longer. And uh, what point I'm trying to make with this stupid letter, I'm just fucking hammered right now, to be completely honest. I do agree with what you were saying about fake people and their bullshit New Year's resolutions. New Year, new me, blah, blah, blah. Go fuck yourself, you lying sack of shit. I'll tell you my resolutions. Next Friday, I'm going to Mexico for nine days. And it won't be to some fake American uh, Americanized resort in Cabo. Fuck that. I'm going to the real Mexico experience in Guadalajara. I'm looking forward to many strippers, hookers, tequila, and maybe a few nose rockets. Well done. Fuck it. I want it all. Donkey shows, cockfighting, etc. Hell, maybe I'll even die of fentanyl overdose or get kidnapped or killed by the local cartel. I want to at least wake up face down in my own puke in some fucking shack in the shittiest third world neighborhood in all of town. I love the suspense. Let's keep things less boring. So in closing, <laughs> I hope you and the other two danger fags keep crushing them shows in 2024. We will hopefully try to catch a show when you're out on the West Coast again. Would be fucking great if you guys came to Victoria sometime. I understand we're just a bunch of man bun wearing soy boy pussies and morbidly obese lesbians. They them mental patients and drug addicts. But there uh, there's a few good folks out here that would appreciate your brand of comedy. Cheers, and I sincerely hope you guys aren't on that list. Or maybe I hope you are. Because even bad publicity is good publicity. Right? Victor. Thank you very much, Victor. That was very kind of you to uh, write in a nice piece of hate mail for us. I hope you enjoy your time down there in Guadalajara. The home of, uh, I believe, uh, what was his name again? Uh, fuck, I can't think. We got to end this show. We got to end this show. We got to go. Patreon.com slash Patreon.com slash DangerCat69 for exclusive episodes, and it's a great way to support the show. If you like this show, you like this podcast, head on over to the Patreon. There's exclusive content on there waiting for you. This podcast that you're listening to right now will be 48 hours earlier, so you get that earlier than everybody else. Isn't that nice? What a nice guy I am. 48 hours earlier, so that means you record this. Yes. So head on over there. It's a great way to support the show for the cost of like a beer a month. You get about fucking, you get endless hours. You're getting free content right now. I'm putting out free shit all the time. Oh, brother of bone here. We just tried to get down to Mexico to go to Guadalajara with this guy. A couple nose rockets, donkey show, fucking hookers, strippers, you name it. We're fucking Latinas, Latinas. 
What is that fucking little song that I was singing there last week? It was, uh, Hey, baby, I don't know. I thought I was your only vato. Whatever it is. Anyways, enjoy yourselves out there. The world's ending. Don't kill yourself. We've got plenty to live for. <laughs>